beautiful sisters this is ola davis back with another episode of when marriage hurts podcast this is episode number 23 and we will be talking about i'm just going to tell you what the title is so the title of this episode is is my marriage destructive or is it just disappointing now i know that's uh that's a weird title but stick with me <laughs> um when we find ourselves in in a in a very painful marriage sometimes we're just confused about whether this is what they mean when they say marriage is hard or if what we're experiencing is more severe than the normal challenges that a marriage should be facing. So stick with me on this episode and we will talk about the three things that should be in every healthy relationship. So if you don't have this three components in your marriage, then it is definitely or most likely a destructive marriage. I will be right back after this. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back. So like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about three components that is present in every healthy relationship, healthy adult relationship, healthy marriage. Um, You know, sometimes a marriage can have problems um there would be challenges anybody that's been married for longer than three even two years um even in healthy marriages they do have challenges and the the confusion for those of us that are in abusive marriages especially christians is that we've been raised with the expectation of marriage is hard marriage isn't easy marriage is hard work which has some element of truth to it um but when we start experiencing psychological abuse in marriage it's uh we are often not quick to recognize it for what it is because for one we're not um, we're not educated on the subject 
and also because we have this expectation that marriage wasn't supposed to be easy and we're supposed to fight for our marriage uh, we just keep fighting not recognizing that we're not even in a healthy relationship to start with so what this episode is going to help um, open up your eyes to see is to know that first of all there's a difference between an abusive marriage and a marriage a healthy marriage that's just having some challenges okay now um i will be well i'm not exactly going to be reading but i just want you to know that this principles that i'm sharing on today's episode is taken from leslie vernick's book and it's a book titled the emotionally destructive marriage the emotionally destructive marriage how to find your voice and reclaim your hope it's a really great book i highly highly recommend that you you um get this book and read it in its entirety Leslie Vernick is, she's just, she's, she's not just a counselor. She is an authority on the subject and she's someone that God has blessed with a lot of wisdom on the subject of emotionally, uh, emotional abuse in marriage. I will put the, I'll put the title and the author's name in the show notes for you as well. So, yes, it's the book is titled The Emotionally Destructive Marriage. And maybe in the coming episodes, we'll be talking more about lessons that we can draw from this book that can help us in our journey towards healing. All right. So the three components that is present in every healthy marriage The first one is mutuality. So in every healthy marriage, there ought to be mutuality. And what do we mean by mutuality? It means that, you know, when they say there's a give and take in marriage, it's not just one person giving and the other person always taking. When you when you're uh, giving love, you should receive love as well. When you respect your husband, your husband should respect you as well. Now, there are certain schools of thought that in religious circles that have programmed us to believe that it's just the wife is just supposed to to respect that's all she needs to do she needs to respect her husband if she respects her husband everything's just gonna be fine and the husband is supposed to love his wife and if he just loves his wife everything's gonna be fine but those are their assigned duties that's their work description wife respect husband love and of course they take this from scripture but they when they when it's interpreted to mean that all a a man has to do is love and all a woman has to do is respect that's that's interpreted out of context 
you know, when we're taught that it's the woman's place to submit and everything's going to be fine, that's just taking a portion of scripture and twisting it in a way that suits a narrative. It's not the whole truth of God's will concerning marriage. Okay. Now, religious folks love to quote Ephesians 5, 22, and they just read down from verse 22 that talks about how a wife needs to submit, blah, 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 and how the husband needs to love. But there's actually a verse before verse 22. <laughs> I encourage you to actually read the whole chapter, Ephesians 5, to know that when these verses are, are coded out of context, it only suits a particular narrative. Now, when you read Ephesians 5.21, it talks about submitting one to another as believers, as Christians. So if God wants us to submit one to another as believers, does that um, expectation suddenly change when we get married? No. If you're married to a believer, God expects that not only do you submit to your husband, but your husband submits to you as well. And that's what makes that's what makes Christianity radical, really. Because if it's just about the wife submitting to the husband and the husband never has to submit, that's how human nature is set up anyways. <laughs> that's how human nature is set up anyway. So there's no there's no it's kind of redundant for scripture to now say, Oh, it's the wife that has to submit a hundred percent of the time. That's just that's just human nature. You know, it says in the book of Genesis after the fall of man that the man is going to, because of sin that has entered into, you know, into, in, into the world, into the heart of mankind, essentially, the man is going to rule over his wife. That wasn't God's original intention. God's original intention was for the man and the woman to have dominion upon the earth, not on each other. But when sin, when sin came in, when, when Adam and Eve rebelled, that was the consequence of sin. So as believers were supposed to live out God's original intention, God's, that's why Jesus came to empower us to live according to God's original intention. So when they keep telling us that, oh, it's just the wife that has to submit, submission is mutual in a healthy marriage. When there's a marriage where submission is not mutual, abuse is inevitable. Abuse is just going to set in by default. Abuse is going to set in by default. So mutuality is a vital component of an elderly marriage. If it's um, just one person respecting the other person, if it's just one person showing love and care, then there's no mutuality in that. 
if it's just one person bearing the burdens of raising kids, there's no mutuality in that. If it's just one person bearing the burden of running the household, there's no mutuality in that. Essentially, that, that's a situation where someone is just... Um, where one one partner isn't bearing their own fair weight, right? And they're just living off of the other person. Okay? Now, there could be situations where one person would carry more of the burden than the other person. For instance, if a spouse is sick, and the other spouse might, I mean, the, their partner might find that they're doing more than they should do or would normally do. But those are temporary circumstances, right? That's not how marriage is not supposed to be that way, like perpetually, where one person is bearing all the emotional burden and, you know, you name it. So there ought to be mutuality in a healthy marriage now if you're if you're the only one in your marriage who's constantly trying to be better who's constantly trying to improve the relationship who is always trying to be the better person who who is always um showing care and affection and the other person is not even after you've try to let them know that hey you know i would appreciate if you showed more love affection respect whatever it is that you feel that you're not getting from them and they still aren't making any effort to be better then there's no mutuality there okay i'm gonna move on to the second component of every healthy marriage it's what Leslie calls reciprocity. Reciprocity. So basically this means that power and responsibility are shared. There's no double standards. In a healthy marriage, there are no double standards. Whatever rules that you have to abide by, then your husband has to abide by them as well. You know, there shouldn't be rules that apply to him, but doesn't apply to you or apply to you and doesn't ap apply to him. It shouldn't be one person just making sacrifices for the sake of the marriage. No. It shouldn't be just one person giving their resources while the other person withholds. No, that, that's, that's not um, reciprocity. So in a destructive marriage, there is no reciprocity. One person holds all of the power. Only one person takes a big share of the responsibility. The other partner is kind of relegated to the status of a child or, or a slave or maybe an employee. I don't know if you've ever felt like you're sort of an employee in your marriage because I felt that way for many years where I thought to myself like 
I don't feel like I'm married. I just feel like I'm an employee or even a slave. Because, you know, an employee gets paid. An employee has benefits. <laughs> an employee has rights. Right? An employee has rights. An employee can decide to quit their job and say, I'm not doing any more. But for a slave, a slave is owned. A slave doesn't have rights. A slave doesn't get paid. So there was a point in my marriage that I started to feel more or less like a slave. Because at first I thought, oh, I'm just like an employee in this marriage. I'm just like the the housekeeper and the nanny and the and the cleaner and the cook and the prostitutes all rolled into one <laughs> so it felt to me like my husband gets to have all these benefits gets someone to bear his his children take care of them cook run the household and still keep his bed warm that was how I felt and then I was like you know what that's not even being an employee because if someone was paid to do all this stuff then that makes them an employee I'm just a slave like I don't have rights I don't have a voice I just have to keep quiet shut up and just do what I'm expected to do and not be deprived of affection um, not be included in major decisions. And when I try to speak up, I get shut down. I'm like, I'm pretty much like a slave here. So that's, that right there is a destructive marriage. In an elderly marriage, there's reciprocity. There's no, the power and the responsibility isn't just held by one person. One person isn't um, going to be the one that has all the authority while the other person is just like a child and be told what to do. So sometimes cultural um, culture dictates these things. Sometimes it's religion that dictates these things where we're taught that a good wife must just obey whatever the husband says and should not even, you know, just your husband has authority over you. So whatever he says, just do it. That is not Christ-like. <laughs> That's not Christ-like. Um, even in our relationship with God, that's not, you know, God doesn't, he doesn't lord things over us, right? If marriage is supposed to be a picture of Christ and the church, we, we, the, you know, the Lord allows us to have a say in, in, you know, we, we have, I'm not sure how to explain this. Um, oh Lord, help me. We don't have a, it's not, not so much a slave relationship that we have with God. It's a loving relationship that we have with God. So when you're in a marriage where it feels like you are treated like you're a child, there's no reciprocity there. 
there is no give and take there. It's just one person enjoying the benefits of marriage, but not um, putting in the the hard work, if I could um, put it that way. Okay, so the third component of every healthy marriage, every healthy adult relationship is freedom. Freedom. And what do I mean by freedom? Because when we think of marriage, we think, well, if you if you want to have freedom, then you shouldn't get married. You should just stay single. No, no, that's not, not, not quite. Okay. There should still be a, an healthy degree of freedom in an healthy marriage. Now, when you're in an healthy marriage, you, you may not always, um, you, you wouldn't really make every single decision like you used to while you were single. Cause now that you have a partner, you have to put them into consideration, right? So maybe if, when you were single, you used to stay out late and whatnot, when you become a married person, you have to put your partner into consideration and, you know, probably think, okay, maybe I should come home sooner than later now out of consideration for my spouse, right? But you should have the freedom to make that decision. It shouldn't be something that gets imposed on you. It's something you make that kind of decision out of the heart of love and you know, because you care for your spouse. So in an healthy marriage, there should be freedom. You shouldn't feel like your voice is being silenced. You shouldn't be afraid to voice your opinions. When your husband's making a decision that you disagree with, you should have the freedom to respectfully say, um, I don't agree. I don't think we should do it that way. Or this is what I think, or this is my view, or this is what I think we should do, or this is why I think we shouldn't do it that way. You know, in a respectful way, you should have that freedom to voice your opinions. Also, if your husband disagrees with you on something respectfully as well, right? We're talking about mutuality and reciprocity. We, we talked about mutuality and reciprocity. So the respect doesn't just flow one way. Your husband too should have the freedom to disagree with you respectfully without putting you down, without making you feel stupid. You should be able to Make your opinions known without fear of being punished. When you're in a marriage where you want to voice something that maybe you're not happy about, but then you're afraid because you're thinking, well, if I let my husband know about this thing that's bothering me, he's probably not going to talk to me for the next one week. He's probably going to withdraw affection from me. That right there, it's unhealthy. That's a destructive marriage right there. That is not normal. That's that's when someone's trying to control and manipulate you by withdrawing affection from you. That's very unhealthy. 
So do you have that kind of freedom? If you're in a marriage where you have the freedom to express your feelings, to make choices, to give your input, then that's that right there is healthy. Now, of course, you would have disagreements from time to time um, that if you're not able to resolve, you might need to have a third party step in and help out. That happens in healthy relationships. But if it's a kind of relationship where one person is not allowed to make choices, they're not able to express their feelings without fear of being punished or manipulated in some way, then there's no freedom there. That is destructive. Freedom is an essential component of unhealthy marriage. If you don't have that, then it's it's, it's just like being in a cult. Because, you know, when you belong to a cult, everybody just follows what the cult leader says. There is no, you're not allowed to ask questions. You are not allowed to say no. Everybody just, you know, does whatever they're told. So that's not a marriage. That's a cult. That's, it's like being in a cult of two people. So that's what destructive marriages look like. So I hope you're able to look at your marriage in light of these three components that I've I've mentioned, mutuality, reciprocity, and freedom, and see how much of that plays out in your marriage or how much of it is lacking for you to be able to decide if truly you are in a destructive marriage or if you are in a healthy marriage that just happens to have some challenges because there's a big difference. So in closing, I'm going to read out a portion of the book that's essentially 16 questions that you can answer to see if your marriage is relatively healthy with challenges or if it's just flat out destructive if you want to pause the audio right here so that you can get like a pen or paper because i mean 16 is a lot so by the time we get through it you might not remember how many yeses or no's you've been able to answer so you can go ahead and and pause the audio right now so you can grab a pen and paper and then when you get back We're going to read these questions. Okay, so you've got your pen and paper ready now. All right, so these are all yes or no questions. And at the end of of, uh, me reading out the questions and you have your answers, we're going to be counting the number of yeses or nos that you have to quickly assess if you have a marriage that is relatively healthy or not. Okay, so first question is, and again, I'm reading from the book, Emotionally Destructive Marriage by Leslie Vernick. First question is, my spouse shows care and concern for me and my needs. Yes or no? My spouse has my best interests in mind. Yes or no? 
Okay, I'm on question three now. My spouse asks my opinion on things. Yes or no? Number four, my spouse trusts me. Yes or no? Number five, my spouse works with me as a partner to parent our children. Yes or no? And for this question, if you don't have kids yet, you could think of it as, does my spouse work with me as a partner to um, maybe make plans or build, improve our relationship? I don't want you to skip on that question if you don't have kids. So you could, you could relate it to something else um, apart from children. Um, does he partner with me to run the household, for instance? That's something you could substitute there. Okay, question number six. My spouse is willing to get help for our marriage problems. Yes or no? Question seven. My spouse takes responsibility and apologizes when he is wrong. Yes or no? Number eight, my spouse asks for my opinion on things in our marriage. Yes or no? Number nine, my spouse is considerate of my feelings. Yes or no? Number 10, when we have a problem, my spouse is willing to talk about it. Yes or no? Eleven, my spouse uses the Bible to correct his own life. Yes or no? Number 12, my spouse listens to advice from wise people. Yes or no? 13. My spouse allows me to be myself. Yes or no? 14. My spouse allows me to make my own decisions. Yes or no? 15. My spouse allows me to disagree. Yes or no? 16. My spouse is a good steward with our finances. Yes or no? Okay, so those are all the questions. And then it goes on to say, if you answered yes to most of these questions, your marriage is relatively healthy. One or two no's indicate some weak areas in your marriage. More than three no's indicate an unhealthy marriage. More than five no's indicates a destructive marriage. So if you answered no to five or more of these questions, that's clear indication that the marriage you're in is a destructive one. If you need to go back and listen to those questions one more time and just try to be honest with yourself. I remember when I was coming to the realization that I was in an abusive marriage and I would see checklists like similar to this one on the internet. I I wasn't completely honest with myself. I was I wasn't answering the questions honestly <laughs> because I was in denial. I was trying not to. I, I really, really wanted to believe that I was in a healthy marriage that just had a few challenges. Um, but when I became completely honest with myself and 
tried not to have an expectation, just trying to find out the truth. I've, I, and I answered those questions honestly, you know, my eyes open to the truth. So for you to have found this podcast in the first place is because you're searching for answers. It's because you're trying to know the truth. So I'll encourage you to be honest in answering these questions to do a diagnosis of some sorts on your marriage to know if you're just having a rough time in marriage or if you're really in a destructive marriage. Okay, so this is where we will be wrapping it wrapping it up. Okay. My my mouth is just on a roll today. <laughs> this is where we'll be wrapping it up on today's episode of the podcast. I hope it's been very helpful. Do if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, it is when marriage hearts on Facebook and we're also on Instagram at when marriage hurts. Um, join the group. If you have any prayer requests, you can post it on there. Or if you're not quite ready to put it out there, you can send me a direct message. I love, love hearing from my listeners. I love praying for you. Um, let me know if there's anything that um, you would like me to pray with you about. And I, uh, it's my absolute pleasure to be able to do that for you. And if you know someone that this podcast might help, please um, pass it on to them. And you just have no idea how it could help someone else. All right. So thank you for hanging out with me today. And I will see you on the next episode. Remember, Jesus loves you. And he wants you to know that he would never leave or forsake you. Have a good week. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember these words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.